Welcome to The GAC Files, a podcast about the people, issues, and ideas driving Global Affairs Canada. Bienvenue au dossier d'AMC, un balado sur les gens, les enjeux et les idées qui animent Affaires mondiales Canada. And now, introducing your host, Global Affairs Canada's Deputy Minister of International Trade, John Hannaford. Et maintenant, voici votre animateur, John Hannaford, sous-ministre du Commerce international d'Affaires mondiales Canada. C'est un plaisir énorme d'être votre hôte aujourd'hui pour notre conversation uh, avec notre membre de notre communauté uh, here in GAC. Uh, today, it's a real pleasure to get a chance to have a little chat with Marta Morgan, who's our new, well, not so new anymore, but newish uh, Deputy Minister of Foreign Affairs. Um, and I, Marta, I just, I thought we could maybe talk a little bit about this as a, as a medium, the, the podcast, uh, because I know you're somebody who has made some recommendations to me over the course of the last little while as to podcasts you're keen on and the sorts of things that you're listening to outside of reading memos and doing all the other work of being the Deputy Minister of Foreign Affairs and just kind of interested in what, what areas you're most interested in in terms of podcasting. Well, thanks, John. And it's great to be here. I've heard so much about the GAG podcasts and uh, je suis uh, très heureuse d'avoir l'occasion de, de vous parler. Um, I think it's such a great idea. I, I am an aficionado of podcasts. Um, not that I have a lot of spare time, but I, I really do like to listen to them. My favorite is The Daily, the uh -huh. New York Times podcast, right? Take, takes on the big issues of the day. Um, I got really hooked on the hurly-burly during the election campaign, which I think is and the... And you hooked me. Which <laughs> I hooked you on, and multiple <laughs> others, which was a great um, Canadian political podcast. Uh, with uh, hosted by David Hurley, but also with Scott Reed and Jenny Byrne from the Conservatives. So, like three really, you know, um, three real political veterans talking about uh, their take on the election. So that was fun. Uh, but mostly, I actually just listened to fun stuff. Like um, my current favorite is a cooking podcast called the Milk Street Milk Street Radio. Yeah. Um, and uh, they have a cookbook out, which in the cookbook got me onto the podcast anyway. So cooking podcasts. I've just started another one called The Happiness Lab, which is about how to ha have a happy life. Hmm. So I'll kind of listen to anything that really uh, Are they Canadian or are they interest. American? Or uh, I think they're, Milk Street is out of Boston, and okay. I think The Happiness Lab is out of the U.S. too. So occasionally I'll pick up another uh uh, the Washington Post daily podcast as right. well, but uh, so those are my faves. So they're kind of distractions as much as they're... Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, distractions yeah. and things that I'm interested in. Yeah. It's a nice way to hear people that you wouldn't normally hear talk about things in an informal setting. Yeah, I agree. And like it's, us it, today. Exactly. And they can be sort of longer conversations too than you often get in sort of radio broadcasts or whatever. I, it's one of the things I really like. I, I like the long forum interviews. And the daily is terrific. I completely exactly. agree. Completely agree. In any case, um, welcome. Um, this was uh, started, I guess, about two or three years ago, and there's been a kind of standard pattern as to how some of these conversations work, and one of them is to get a little bit of a sense of you as a person and your, your background and uh, what brought you into the government and, you know, what qualité le cheminement de votre carrière jusqu'ici. Okay, great. That's a great question. Um, so... 
first of all, I just want to say that I feel so lucky that I ended up in the federal government. Um, I applied for a summer job um, when I was in uh, when I was doing my undergraduate. I got the summer job, and then the rest sort of unfolded from there. And I never would have imagined. Um, how my career would have gone at Which that time. Which department did you start in? I was at a department that actually ended up being eliminated the following <laughs> year, which is the Ministry of State for Economic and Regional Development. So now you guys can all go and check how old I am by uh, figuring. But I was a child when I was hired, so <laughs> just keep that into account. Um, but so my career has mostly been focused on policy, um, but I've had a fair amount of diversity in terms of the areas I've worked in. So I've worked in five federal departments, um, as well as six years outside government at the Forest Products Association of Canada as VP of Trade and Competitiveness. And I won't take you through all of them except to say that some of the highlights for me have been the um, introduction of the child tax benefit, mm -hmm. um, which has proved to be an extremely effective mechanism and platform over time to reduce child poverty, and required a lot of work with the uh, Canada Revenue Agency, Department of Finance, provinces and territories, so one of those multi-table effort, interdepartmental efforts that really paid off. Um, and actually worked on that with Margaret Biggs, um, who's a former Deputy Minister um, of CEDA here and uh, International Development. So that was a great, one of the highlights of my career. Um, I spent about five years at uh, Industry Canada in various roles, and the highlight of that was working on telecommunications policy, so leading efforts to reduce cell phone bills and increase competition. and. That was still an issue in this election campaign, so I guess there's more still to be done on that front, but uh, sometimes these things take time. Um, and also at the Department of Finance, I did two federal budgets, so the last budget of the outgoing Conservative government and the first budget of the incoming Liberal government, which was a great opportunity to uh, really see at the most senior level how governments shape their priorities. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been great and uh, I came here after three years at uh, immigration um, and my tenure there was really dominated by the need to attune our immigration system to the economy and to our economic and labor force needs as well as the irregular migration issue. So it's been great. A great uh, I've had a great ride. I've worked with amazing people in the public service. Um, I can honestly say that um, I would never have had any idea when I started that this was even possible. Um, and it's been uh, very, very rewarding. And so uh, I often get asked, um, actually I was asked in the last of these podcasts, sort of lessons learned from your experience and the things that you should be that younger officers should be thinking about as they sort of plan out their career. What do you take from your experience as to you know how how people should conduct themselves and plan? I would say two two things. Um, try to work on things that motivate you, and stay with them long enough so that you can make a difference. Mm. Would be my first. Um, and secondly, try to work with really good people yeah. um, because I think that 
the learning that we do in our careers, we do mostly on the job. Right. And we do through the, through, and we learn a lot from our colleagues and our supervisors. And so if you can work with a great team, um, you will be so much further ahead. Right. And then, right. you know, going back to my first point, stick around long enough to make a difference. Right. Because that's when it's really satisfying and when you can really deploy um, your knowledge and your skills um, to, you know, advance the organization's goals is that's the kind of thing that I think helps you and it also helps the organization. Right. And have you been kind of a, have you been a planner with respect to your career or have you more or less sort of taken opportunities as they've arisen or how have you? I'm a bit embarrassed to admit this, but I've really, it's all really been unplanned. <laughs> That's been my experience too. That's why I asked the question. Yeah, like I, I, I really have responded to opportunities as they've came come along, and responded to them based on those criteria. So, right. you know, um, sometimes you end up um, taking positions because you kind of have to, mm -hmm. and and that's and, and it can surprise you mm -hmm. what you get mm -hmm. out of those positions. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes it's because it's, it's a little bit more purposeful, but no, I've never really plotted out my career path. I've just, uh, I've just uh, tried to um, be discerning about what I chose to do right. and, um, and then really you know, worked hard at it and, and then other things have come along. Yeah, that's been almost precisely my experience too. And these things kind of make sense looking backwards, but they don't, you couldn't have anticipated starting as a summer student. That, you know, you're going to end up here at Foreign Affairs. And, no, and sometimes yeah. at the time um, you take a position and you can't really quite figure out why, right. um, but it always, I think over time, it's the accumulation of experiences uh, really leads you to the next thing. Right, 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 right. Et votre expérience ici, euh, au sein de notre ministère, euh, quelles étaient vos impressions euh, et commentaires? La chose qui me frappe le plus ici aux affaires globales est la complexité euh, du ministère. La complexité du ministère et la complexité euh, du contexte dans lequel nous opérons. Mm -hmm. um, Le monde euh, maintenant euh, change rapidement. Um, les aspects euh, de l'ordre global qu'on a pris euh, comme acquis euh, sont en train d'être réexaminés. Um, et comment le Canada euh, devrait se positionner pour euh, poursuivre nos propres intérêts um, et aussi pour um, avancer nos valeurs euh, à l'échelle mondiale. Uh, C'est des questions que qu'on confronte uh, chaque jour dans toutes les questions uh, qui uh, auxquelles nous nous mettons nos énergies. Um, this department brings. Uh, I've seen the expertise here, the deep expertise. I've seen the enthusiasm. I've seen the creativity um, that this department brings to these complicated issues, um, and also just the breadth. I mean, the breadth of the issues that we lead on it's is considerable, world. and I think, I think for me that was probably the biggest surprise mm. uh, when I came here as mm. deputy minister. 
And what do you think the things are that we collectively should be working on? Like, the, you, you, as you say, it's a complex world, ever-changing, and, uh, you know, what, what do you see as kind of priorities for us as an organization in the next period of time? Well, I think that we, I always kind of put things in my own mind into three buckets. One is sort of what are our proactive priorities, uh, what are our reactive priorities, and what's our management agenda. Right. Um, and I think that and on the proactive side, I mean, we always need to be, um, need to be identifying Canada's interest in the world, whether it's our trade interests, our interest in, in um, pursuing stability and democracy and peace. Um, we need to um, identify areas where we can make a difference, mm -hmm. uh, where we can make the um, rules-based international order stronger, where we can strengthen our trade relationships, um, where we can promote stability and peace and, you know, order and good government mm -hmm. in other parts of the world. So I see you know, both of those as important, mm -hmm. both the values-based and the interest-based. And, and for us, because you know, the world, as you said, is a big place, mm -hmm. it's a complicated place, it's, we need to be the people who can advise the government on where can we make a difference? Mm -hmm. um, where can Canada's proactive energy, um, uh, if we bring it to bear, really make change? Right. So I think that's one thing. Um, we're always going to have to react to what's going on in the world, and we're called to participate. We're called to we're called to work with allies um, in difficult situations. And you know, there's a never-ending sort of set of issues there. Um, you know, right now, obviously, we're really preoccupied with the situation in Syria, um, and uh, you know, those situations do emerge uh, with great regularity. Um, and then on the management side, you know, we have um, there's a there's a big management agenda here that many of us are involved in. We think of ourselves as a diplomatic core, but we have a huge management. Uh, uh, and operational branches within the department who support everything that we do. So whether it's our security, that whether it's um, our security abroad, whether it's our you know get getting through our uh, first uh, external competition yes. in years, you know all of those things I think are really important for us as well. Mm -hmm. And just building on your your talking about the complications of the world and the challenges of having a big organization like this and the. Issues around the development of the people um, within that context. Um, we were chatting a little bit before we got, uh, before the recording started, about um, the session that we did with Louise Blay on, on mental health, which I found very powerful. Um, and I'm kind of interested in how you see us working collectively on issues around the well being of the people who, who work here, because obviously that's kind of the critical piece of our functioning is having a very uh, high-performing group of individuals who can bring their expertise to bear on both the priorities we're pursuing and the reactions that we have to have to the world. Yeah, I mean the issues around mental health and well-being, I'm, I'm really glad that they're getting as much profile as they are within the federal government and that we as management teams are spending as much time talking about them as we do because I think it's a t it, there's sort of we, we need to lead by example and we need to um, have strategies within our organizations that support people's well-being and support their mental health. Yeah. And I think we need to be talking about it more. So I was really taken by 
um, uh, by the podcast with Louise Blay as well because my experience has been that on issues of mental health and well-being mm-hmm. um, that the more that we talk about these issues as senior leaders the more we normalize them and the more we make them part of our everyday conversation and the way that we as managers manage the way we lead the way we think about how we work within our organization. So I think we need to have the right policies in place um, and the right pol- and the right management tools in place, but I also think we have to do the culture change part. Completely and agree. you know, I think we're all responsible for that. I completely agree. So so when I was um, when I took on my first role as assistant deputy minister, I had been out of government for a number of years. I came back to work, my daughter was nine. Um, I I came back to work in the government and she was nine. And I made a point of talking about, I have to leave, I have to, it's my day to go pick up my daughter or, oh, my daughter was sick, you know. So I made a point of, of um, talking about that just to normalize it within my organization so that everybody else who had a kid that they had to pick up or who was sick or whatever saw that that was okay. Right. And so, you know, I think that that's, you know, that's something that, that we can all do to, I, I think, to help on the culture change. Obviously, it has to be more than that. Right. But that's one element of it that where I've really seen a change. I agree. Um, in the last even five years or so. Yeah, I agree. And the cultural piece is so important. I, and it's partially about communications. It's just partially about behaviors mm-hmm. and, just, and reinforcing positive behaviors as yeah. well. Um, so, uh, just speaking of life outside of this place, and you know, like, we started by talking a little bit about her or common admiration for podcasts. I'm just kind of interested in, you know, other things that people may not know about you that uh, um, shape your life outside of this place. Well, I have to say, you know, it's kind of interesting. You have different kind of stages in your life, right? And my life since we adopted my daughter was really, it was work and family, and there were not a lot of hobbies, (laughs) I have to admit. And um, I do... But I, now that my daughter's a little bit older, I find time kind of freeing up a little right. bit. So it's nice. It's nice to know that that, that, that happens too. Um, I like to cook. That's why I listen to cooking podcasts. Um, I like to, I'm trying to learn how to play tennis. Yeah. It's been a multi-year process. And I have to say, it's not been entirely successful. <laughs> but I do enjoy it. And actually, you know, it's been really fun to do something really new. And you didn't play at all? Well, I played when I was a teenager. Uh-huh. So it was, had been a long time. So my, I had to be completely reformed, apparently, uh-huh. from what I had learned back then. <laughs> um, so anyways, it's an ongoing process. But I have to say, it is really fun to learn something new. And it's actually kind of fun to do something that you're not really good at right. in a strange kind of way. Yeah. So uh-huh. I'm enjoying that a lot. Yeah, well, excellent. Well, look, uh, Marta, uh, welcome again to the department. It's terrific to have you as a colleague, and uh, I think, um, you know, your your appointment was certainly very warmly welcomed by, uh, I think, the, the department as a whole, and so it's, it's terrific to get a chance to work with you, and uh, terrific to get a chance to chat a little bit today. Well, thanks a lot, John. Ça a été un grand plaisir pour moi, et... Je vais écouter à votre podcast avec beaucoup d'attention. <laughs> Excellent. Merci. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to you joining us for future episodes of The GAC Files. Merci d'avoir écouté le balado, et nous espérons que vous vous joindrez à nous pour les épisodes futurs des dossiers d'AMC. 
If you have feedback or suggestions for future topics or guests, please send us an email at xdot-ldce at international.gc.ca. Si vous avez des commentaires ou des suggestions concernant des sujets futurs ou de nouveaux invités, veuillez nous envoyer un courriel à extot-ldce à commercialinternational.gc.ca.